Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is your host, James P. Friel. I am thrilled that you guys are here with us today. We've got a really, really interesting topic that can make you a ton of money, but hardly anybody is talking about it except for the two guys who are actually uh, self-admittedly wives to each other, but we'll get to that in a minute, (laughs) on the show. And the things that they're doing right now are like absolute genius. If you're not doing these strategies, you're leaving money on the table and you don't even know it. So very excited that you guys are here. Make sure you listen to this episode and implement everything that these guys talk about. And I'm kind of talking a little bit more, waiting for him to ride into the studio. He's kind of taking his time today. But here he is, ladies and gentlemen, riding in on a white noble steed, the bearded wonder from the United Kingdom, the one, the only, Mr. Dean Holland. (laughs) Hey, how are we doing, James? I'm good. You're just like, would you stop at like the drive-through and like get some coffee on the horse, or what was yeah, going on? Yeah, just had to get a quick, quick uh, caffeine fix because I'm uh, <laughs> pretty sure this is going to be a bit of a lively show. Oh, you think so, huh? Just yeah, the, the pre- yeah. I think we've got previous, haven't we? I think so. I think we do. <laughs> yeah. So we might as well just welcome them onto the air, Mike Schmidt and AJ Rivera. How are hey. you guys doing today? What's up? Oh, We're yo. doing awesome, man. This is fun, great. Guys. Thank you for having us. Now, I just want to clear something up because I think people will think that I am making this up, but you guys are actually wives. Is that is, <laughs> right? Like, I just want to get that right out in the open. First yeah, you know, it's interviews like this that definitely blur the lines of what we actually are. So uh, we are business partners. Uh, first and foremost, we have actual wives that we live with in our separate homes with our separate kids Okay, <laughs> and all that. But... AJ is definitely my with an underground tunnel. This, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, right. we didn't want to talk about the underground tunnel, but since we are, you know, it is a very convenient way to also have a work wife. So, so AJ and I are, are work wives. Um, we met uh, a bunch of years ago, but the friendship and uh, you know connection was deep, and we affectionately <laughs> refer to each other as work wives for sure. Right. I'm not sure I would have used the word deep in that situation. But <laughs> Yeah. So I'm, I really am happy that you guys are here today because I know in following you guys and what you're doing over the last several years, you've really stumbled upon some stuff that I think a lot of people aren't focused on and to their own detriment. And, and so I want to talk about these concepts of, you know, like the shadow funnel, right? Every, everybody knows that what? in order to... I know shadow funnel. Like, what does that even mean? We're gonna get to that. All right, calm down, yeah. Dean. We're I can't, gonna get I, to it. I need you can't just drop things like that in in just normal <laughs> conversation. Like, oh yeah, that sh- shadow funnel thing. Yeah, we all know about that. Says yeah, you gotta know about man. Yeah, says the man who's currently surrounded by two plush tigers. Uh, <laughs> three, three plush tigers. Okay, okay, my mistake. So the shadow funnel is this concept that besides the actual funnels that you're building that are driving traffic, that are helping you convert prospects into leads and sales. There's this whole other world, right? It's almost like there's the web and the dark web. And everyone's like, what's that? And I don't even really profess to know that. But you guys know about 
the difference between funnels and shadow funnels. Can you guys tell me succinctly, what do you mean by a shadow funnel? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, this whole started when when we joined uh, Russell Brunson's inner circle a bunch of years ago. And I knew um, I'd seen you somewhere. Yeah, you know, <laughs> is that you, Dean? The same I'm Dean thinking, Holland? I'm thinking, you sound familiar. It just dawned on me that we spent the last three years together. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Every once in a while, Dean has an epiphany, and that was it, folks. So. There we go. My but, sharing uh, of magic today. Yeah. But, you know, as we joined that, one of the first times we went to Boise, Idaho to go sit in a room full of a bunch of marketing geniuses, you know, Anthony and I were like those nervous kids on the first day of kindergarten. And uh, we got there like way too early. And uh, we sat in the room. Nobody else was there, but everybody's name cards were sitting there. And so we're like, who the heck are these other people? You know, we saw some names like, uh, you know, Dean Holland. We're like, who the heck is this guy? Like, and so we started, we started Googling names, right? We started looking around just kind of with idle hands and probably more than an hour before anybody else was actually going to show up. We started uh, looking at people's Google profiles just to see what was happening. What we found was interesting. In a lot of cases, we found nothing about the people in the room. In other cases, we found like random uh, you know, landing pages, old funnels. Sometimes we met, landed on the middle of their value ladder. Like, you know, you know I would find somebody's 25000 high ticket coaching offer, but I couldn't figure out what it was that they were doing. Or even worse, I would look up someone and find one of their competitors instead. Like I would find somebody else's offer instead of who I was expecting to find. And in that process, we started to realize that there's a lot of there's potentially a lot of searches happening for the brands and the things that um, that that we put out there in the world that aren't actually making it back into their funnel. And the shadow sales funnel is really about capturing all that traffic that's generated in the wake of what's happening inside your funnel and getting it back into that. Um, do you want to add to that, AJ? Yeah, I mean, I would say the shadow sales funnel is really born as a result of all of the attention that you're trying to get to your funnel, right? So in a typical funnel, you know, you're capturing leads, you're taking them through a sales process, and then hopefully those are converting into something. So the shadow sales funnel is really the result of all of that awareness that you're creating, right? There's some people that are just going through your funnel right now. And, you know, maybe they got to the end of it, and they're thinking or considering whether or not they should buy, but they just need a little bit more proof, right? So they're going to go online to Google, they're going to search for you and see what comes up. And hopefully what they're finding will either confirm, you know, that they should move forward with this purchase, or they might find some red flags that'll tell them that they shouldn't purchase, right? And so that's what we call like active shadow sales funnel traffic. Now, the other piece of that is what we call passive shadow sales funnel traffic. And that's as the result of things like this, right? People are going to hear us on your podcast and they're going to say, hey, you know, maybe these guys know what they're talking about. They might search for Mike's name. They might search for my name. And, you know, they're not necessarily searching for us because they want to buy something right now. They're just trying to get a better idea for who we are. But those searches need some type of bridge, need some way to turn them and get them indoctrinated into who you are and then push back into your funnels. And that's kind of what the myth of people is. I'm sorry, I had an itchy trigger finger. I did not mean to do that. That's all. That was the big payoff right there. <laughs> it was. That was the unintentional payoff. My apologies. So, so the point the point of all of this is that you guys are saying there are all of the things that you build, but then there's all the other ways that people are trying to find you. And if those things aren't connected, you're you really have like this big gap in your in your online strategy that that could be costing you a ton of money. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think and, a lot of people really know how much brand traffic they're receiving. And I don't think a lot of people have just even gone through the experience of what comes up when you search for your own name. You know, what comes up when you search for your course name or you search for your brand name? Like, have you gone through those steps and seen like, is what shows up there 
you know, helping me or hurting me, right? Or is there nothing, which is obviously another, you know, not positive sign uh, for somebody that's looking for something to confirm that they should should make that purchase, right? I would, uh, I guess this is, you know, a great example of this is like when I search for Dean, like some of his old burlesque pictures show up. Exactly. And I don't know if that's helpful right now with what he's doing. Right. right. Well, well, you know, that's why he's got all well, the tigers I, I now. He's trying to update his image. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Dean, please. <laughs> I was just going to say, I, there is, unfortunately for me, there is a, uh, there is a gay porn star called Dean Holland. Yeah. So when you search, you, you, you do actually see that. That is an right. unfortunately true story. Okay. Well, we did not know that. I don't know. We needed to know that, but now we do. But now you um, have to question whether it is actually me and, <laughs> and like whether this whole thing's just a disguise. Right. Yeah. A very thinly veiled disguise. So, a man of um, many talents. A man of many yeah, talents. You're right. Are. I mean, right. the conversation's not going how you expected or wanted it to, but there's just a few facts that nobody knew. Do you right. think that's helping that or hurting you? I don't know that you told. Uh, I don't know that you told AJ and Mike Dean, but you know when AJ was like, "Hey, you know people are going to Google us after this episode." Like, is he aware that we only have one listener on the show? Or? <laughs> yeah, not, I'm here right now, so you know I don't need. To, I don't need to listen to it after this is over. So I lived it. Yeah. If, if Dean's right. mom, is, if Dean's mom is going to Google us, that's fine. Right, and hopefully, and, and just like in all fairness, hopefully she doesn't Google him with the information that we just now found out. True. Um, true. So. So once once we kind of understand conceptually that there's there's all of this other traffic from you know people searching for you and it's not connected and it's not congruent like what what is the solution to this is it other types of traffic strategies is it other types of funnel strategies like how do you seal in all of those cracks that mm. otherwise all that potential uh, you know customers and sales and everything are leaking out from Good question James Thank good you, question. Dean. Good question. Yeah. So the number one thing that we're advocating you should do is build what we're calling a funnel hub, right? So I know for a long time, people were told that having a website isn't that important, especially for funnel driven businesses. And it's the result of that, that so many people are having issues with this, right? That's just why Mike and I couldn't find anybody online when we were searching at that first inner circle meeting. Um, it comes up with a lot of the influencers and people that we talk to that when we search online, we don't really find what we're looking for. We might find like the middle of their funnel which is not appropriate for somebody that's just searching. So what a funnel right. hub is, it's, it's basically a website that's for funnel driven businesses. You know, its job is to catch anybody that's searching for you. See, because what's different with somebody that's searching online versus somebody that's going through your funnel is when you have a funnel, you control every single step of that interaction, right? You know the ad that they saw, you know the landing page they saw, you know the follow-up email sequences they're gonna get. So it's really easy for you to control the conversation and, and understanding what they know about you. As Soon as somebody goes online, that goes out the door, right? We don't know what comes up. We don't know what other things they saw. So you better make sure that the first thing that they see there is at least something that you have that control over again. And that's what the funnel hub mm. is. And so it's, its job is to really indoctrinate people into everything you do, you know, and so they can understand what you're about, what you have to offer, why people should listen to you. And then once we bridge that, we can send them right back to the sales funnels where we know the actual conversions happen. So then, so, so if I'm understanding correctly with the shadow funnel, like the traffic that, you know, people are searching for you, all this other stuff, you're trying to drive that all to the funnel hub. Yeah, well, that should be a first step. I mean, ideally, it would be great if when somebody searched for your name, you controlled all of the properties that show up, right? Because they're your social profiles. You know, there are other web profiles you own. If you own everything on that first page of search, then you can get, get to control the sentiment of what people feel about you, right? 
It's when you mm. start to see other people's websites show up who may or may not agree with you or maybe competitors or may have bought something that you like and weren't happy with it. You know, that's when it starts to get all these other opinions in there. And we're really trying to control that experience for this person that's searching for your name with things we want them to see. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Because I'm, mm -hmm. I'm guessing like if somebody's searching for you as well, this is a this is a really valuable visitor, isn't it? Like this it person is, yeah. is aware of you and they're clearly doing their research. I'm guessing a lot of a lot of these people, they may have already seen an ad or seen something from you and they, they're like, is this person legit or that, you know? Yeah, so exactly. So there's, there's various keywords, right? Your name's just the beginning of that. You can tell somebody's closer to a buying decision when they start searching for words like that, right? Is, is Dean Holland legit? Is Dean Holland a scam? Dean Holland reviews, you know, that person's a little bit further down the buying cycle and they're just trying to find mm. some proof that, you know, you can do what you say you can do so that they can move forward confidently with that purchase. Yeah. And what we're trying to, we're really talking about here is the trust tipping point. You know, there's that moment right. where someone is on that fence or on that point where they're, mm. they're trying to make the decision. And when really they're looking for all of the information, why not to buy from you? Why not to opt in? Why not to take those steps? And if they find even one shred of, of evidence of why not, that's going to potentially not allow them to overcome that trust tipping point. So you right, got to realize right. that when you're, when you're spending money on ads and you're, so let's say you're running uh, traffic to a webinar, you know, most of the people who opt in are never going to see your offer are never going to get to that point. And so they're going to get to that point where they're going to need to make that decision. And you really want to get them over that trust tipping point. And it's all the, you know, the bigger percentage of the people on your list are people that are future potential buyers. And it's about getting them over that trust tipping point. Your hot buyers are going to buy. You know, they're, you know, those buyers are going to buy and they're going to find enough value or enough trust in maybe just going through your funnel. But what about all the other people who made it partially way, the way through, but never actually made it over? And it's really about getting them over that point so that we mm. convert more of those, more of that really big opportunity into, into more sales. Nice. Well, I've actually, I've actually got real life experience on everything that you're saying so there's like two two scenarios here two stories so going back hold on I think hold on dean before before you share your stories can i announce you sharing these stories if you must. This, is new, this is a new thing that we're doing on just this is a new thing come on then let's okay. rewind clap? i mean let's rewind all right here we go dean's ready <laughs> ladies and gentlemen dean holland now sharing two important stories to drive this point home <laughs> <laughs> drop the mic end the show we're, we're done there's nothing better than that can come from that like you introduced me but set me up to fail from the beginning so so uh so yeah so story number one so we had this instance a few years ago where somebody about a year after buying our, a program of ours they wanted their money back they said they'd change direction now obviously at that point it's like well you know, you're not, you're not due a refund, like, but we're here to support you, et cetera, et cetera. They right. ended up getting to the point where they were blackmailing us through emails saying, I'm going to have, you know, 500 blogs set up and you're like to slander you and this and that. And one of the things they did actually end up doing, I'm not going to mm -hmm. name the site just to end up fueling it because it's a bunch of garbage, but they filed some form of report on some form of garbage website online that people can just put opinions on and yep. basically made up this story about me that now mm. actually does show up when people search me. And when you actually right. go to it, there are other people that have now left comments saying like, oh, thanks for like saving me and this and that. And you think, oh, so I'm clearly losing business from that. Right. And so like that, that's, re that's real life proof of exactly what you're saying that can negatively impact. But I can also mm -hmm. tell you one, one other thing that I've, I've experienced over the last year. So we've started a lot more heavily focusing on paid ads 
uh, specifically on Facebook. And we noticed a few of our affiliates, one or two of our affiliates that promote for us, they started contacting us saying that they're getting all these sales up through their blog all of a sudden, and they don't know why. And what, what, what became apparent to us, I mean, fantastic for them because they got themselves ranked for whatever they needed to. But it turns out like as soon as we started spending more on paid ads, organic search results, sales were going up from those. But then right, it wasn't right. us controlling it. So it's just, just, just like I'm just validate, like agreeing with what you're saying through. I need to sort this because I clearly am experiencing these problems. Yeah, yeah, and it's great that you have some insight into that. We we had a client that, you know, they had a high ticket application close, and I guess there was some type of customer service issue they had four years ago, where the distribution got messed up. People were getting, you know, their it was like a kind of like a lead magnet or something. They were getting it like six months after they ordered it, so obviously a pretty horrible experience. And you know, there was just this forum online where all these people were talking about this. Well, this was something that they fixed four years ago, but it was still impacting them today. And the wow. only reason they they knew that was because. They had a phone close and when every time the sales guy was going to close, he's like, well, this sounds all sounds great. But what about these two things I keep seeing when I search for your name? You know, these are kind of a red flag for me. So the only reason they knew was because they had that human to human interaction. How many of us have a webinar or something where we don't really get to have that and the people are just leaving, right? We never get right. any real indication that that's what's stopping them from moving forward. So, yeah, those are great examples. Yeah, so well, I, I, I always so have a rule. It's like if one person says it, then there's probably another 10 thinking it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so just like breaking this down into steps that people can take, you know, like while they're listening to the show mm -hmm. is, is the first step really just to like Google yourself, your brand, yep. your products, like all of those things and see what, see what you find. Exactly. Yeah. That's the first thing I would do. Cause that awareness is going to let you know whether you've got to take some action or not. Right. And just kind of sit in the seat, you know, shoes of your customer and say, you know, is what I'm seeing here, what I would want to see here. And, you know, does it provide me with any type of evidence or credibility indicators that make me feel stronger about moving forward? Or is there something that's sticking out, you know, like source them there that's like, Hey, that's a huge red flag. And people are probably seeing that and heading out. Right. And like in, in the situation that, you know, we're talking about here where something, you know, from a while ago or just totally untrue or whatever shows up, then like, you know, then what do you do? Because that might that might happen to people. Yeah, at that point, it's going to be understanding like, well, what else shows up there? Like, is any of your property showing up there? Right. Are, are you showing up? Is your website showing up? Because if you don't have a lot of those things or you don't have social profiles, then maybe the first step is fixing some of that stuff. You know, the reason why we advocate for building what we call in a funnel hub is because a lot of people have just these landing pages that are hanging out out there and, and they don't really do the best job of ranking because Google kind of just sees them as all these independent landing pages, which isn't provide enough depth of content for Google. So I'll give you an example. We were working with Stephen Larson and um, there was another Stephen Larson who's a psychologist and, and an author. And every time you'd search for, you know, the digital marketing, Stephen Larson, this guy came up first seven results of the page. Well, of course, that's not you know, the best thing for him. So as soon as we launched the Funnel Hub, though, you know, Stephen publishes a lot of content. He's got all of these things going out there. So as soon as we published the Funnel Hub and linked to all this stuff, Google kind of figured it out. Not only did the Funnel Hub shoot to number one because now it was built on, you know, a, a solid foundation, but everything that it linked to pulled up, all of his social profiles, all of his podcasts, all of his other landing pages and so forth. So now it kind of flip-flopped. He controls eight of the top 10 spots on the page now. By building a funnel hub, you're basically linking all the things that you already have out there together. And that way it's giving Google the understanding of, hey, all these things belong together. 
all these things are under the same category and mm. they have more confidence to actually put it in front of someone when they're searching for your brand, your name, your products, those kind of things. Well, can, so I, can, key- I, can I just can I just put in a quick second to just put an apology out? Because we probably should have told you beforehand, but we have actually got two listeners. The other listener, <laughs> though, is the other Stephen Larson, the guy that you pushed out of the search engines. Um, so uh, we just apologize to Stephen. Sorry you're out of there, but I got beat by better men this time. I'm sorry, Stephen. <laughs> sorry, Stephen. <laughs> sorry, Stephen. Yeah, apologies. Okay, carry on. So what are the key elements? So if I want to, you know, take take these uh, strategies and implement them, what are the key elements that I need to have on my funnel hub? Yeah, so a big part of building a funnel hub is, is you know, we, we refer to it as a funnel driven website. So first and foremost, it needs to be, you know, that concept of the hub, it needs to be able to link out to all of your properties, all of your landing pages, all of your funnels where you want people to go. And so the The other piece is we look at what Russell wrote in Expert Secrets, and we want to really use a lot of what he taught in that in terms of building our movement and building our our expertise and bringing that into a funnel hub. So a lot of times people kind of make the mistake of building a website and they, they might put the links out to their funnels and they have an about us page and they have some very basic information about their their company. But the beautiful thing is if you follow what Russell teaches in Expert Secrets in terms of defining who your audience is, building a manifesto, creating a future-based cause, all that information can really map to the different pages of your funnel hub. And so just as someone might be exploring your funnel, when they're on your funnel hub, they can really get to know what your movement's all about. And that's really the reason why we're advocating for that is because we want to create as much trust and transparency into your business as possible. And the expert secrets process by which you write all that content being mapped to the different pages of your of your site is a really easy way to do that. When we have people landing on those, on those pages, it's going to tell the story of who you are. It's going to help you you know, clearly identify the attractive character and tell your story. It's going to share like the hero's journey of that you've been through. It's going to help to communicate your, your lifestyle and, 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 and what it's all about. But we also want to like take other aspects of what expert secrets is teaching. So like throwing rocks at your enemies and showing like why you're different, uh, breaking false beliefs. You know, you've probably heard a lot of these concepts, but the thing is a lot of people write these things, or maybe you've gone through the ex- the, the process of writing content or following the expert secrets model, but maybe it's stuck on your Google drive. Like literally your movement is stuck on your Google drive. Like you wrote a manifesto, but like, where is it? Like, can anybody actually read it? And so the, the funnel hub is really where this belongs. And we find that, that that kind of strikes a chord with a lot of the people that we talk to, that they've gone through all these exercises and they've written and, and decided who they are and who, how they want to show up here in the world, but they aren't telling anybody about it. And, and maybe it's like buried in a webinar somewhere or it's buried in a funnel somewhere. But when it really matters and we're really trying to get somebody over that trust tipping point, like they need to be able to find that and be able to connect with that. Because those are the things like people want to buy from people. They don't want to buy from funnels. They don't want to buy from machines. They want to buy from people that they admire and they have, uh, they see that, see that has the success that they want. And the funnel hub can, can be a great way to communicate that because, you know, if, that's really what distinguishes a funnel hub from a website. You know, a website is just a series of pages that have been, you know, haphazardly thrown together. It's kind of a choose your own adventure. Whereas a funnel hub is really orchestrated in a way to, to organize the content to help people get over the trust tipping point and back into your funnels and get their wallets out of their pockets and, and start to get those sales. 
Mm. Yeah, that's a good, that's really good distinction. I was going to ask you what the difference was, but I think that, I think that definition makes a lot of sense and it's very, it feels very purpose driven as opposed to just sort of like, you know, a brochure with, you know, lots Mm. of different things that are confusing to people. Yeah. What's funny is, you know, we, we brought this idea to, to Russell, you know, about a, about a year, year and a half ago. And we were kind of nervous because, you know, this is the dude that's proclaimed the death of a website, right? You know, that's <laughs> routinely a part of his marketing message. And, and, you know, we, you know, for a bunch of years, we didn't really even tell Russell that we had a whole business around, you know, you know, websites and building that kind of stuff. So we were a little bit nervous when we first kind of came upon this and, you know, we got his feedback and probably about, you know, two or three minutes into the conversation, kind of sharing some of these ideas with him. He said to us, he's like, Mike, AJ, I have no idea where you're going with this, but I already want to give you money. <laughs> and we're like, wow. Wow. And so by the end of a, you know, 20, you're 30 like, minutes. Okay. Then I, I suggest you do that. That sounds like a great idea. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, by the end of about 20 minute, 30 minute call, like he literally had his wallet out. He's like, do you take, you know, Amex, you know, Visa, what do you, what do you take? Like literally that's what happened. And like, you know, that doesn't like Russell, you know, Russell's a buyer, but like that doesn't happen very, very commonly, you know, uh, that quickly. So, um, so we've being able to validate that idea with him was, was pretty huge, uh, because, you know, the guy who's proclaiming the death of a website then understands, Hey, this is a, this is a, a valid concept because he realizes that, you know, Hey, we're spending all these money on ads. We're creating all these potential buyers that need to see more credibility. How do we get them over that trust tipping point? And, uh, right. that that's been awesome. Yeah, and I yeah. think it's becoming more and more important just because I think skepticism has gotten higher and higher, right? It, as more and more, you know, these fake gurus have put out poor products, people are just becoming wise to the fact that maybe what they're experiencing through their webinar isn't the full story of this person, right? And maybe they should do their due diligence and do a little bit more research. So you hear a lot of people talk about how webinars are dead and how this, this isn't working and this strategy isn't working. And I don't think it's that. I think it's that, you know, they just haven't got, done a good a job good enough job understanding what's happening when somebody goes to do the secondary validation mm. and they're not finding what they need to. Right. Yeah, well, I, that's I, I suppose like a lot for a lot of people, I know this is certainly for me, like you just kind of, you, you start driving traffic or doing things to drive traffic. And in your mind, you would just envisage this path. Don't you? You're like, okay, right. well, somebody's going to scroll Facebook. They're going to see my ad. They're going to click my ad, see what great offer I have. They're going to order yeah. the product and life's yeah. great. When really yeah, exactly. what's happening is people are going to see it, ignore it seven times. Then they're yeah. going to see it the eighth time and think, you know what? Who the hell is this idiot that keeps showing up? Go to Google. They've searched yeah. for James and they're like, yep, definitely an idiot. I'm going to keep ignoring this guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that, that's it's, a really great, that's a great point, Dean, because I think what happens a lot of times when our funnels aren't converting is we start to optimize the funnel, right? We, oh, maybe this headline isn't working or maybe the color right. isn't good or maybe this or maybe the ad needs to be refreshed. And like, what if it's none of those things, right? What if that's perfectly the perfect the way it is, but you're just missing that last point where somebody searches for you and they don't find what they're looking for. Or they don't find enough strong evidence that you're, you're able to do what you're saying you're doing in your funnel, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a huge point. I think, I think hopefully that, that, that alone will be like a massive eye opener for, for anyone listening to think about like, anybody's driving any form of traffic like forget the fact that you think what people are doing they're doing something very different like i i always put i always like to think that people distrust me immediately straight away and it's my job to to prove otherwise exactly <laughs> like i think yep. i think it that way around exactly. how long are you waiting to prove that to me <laughs> <laughs> i've given up trying with you after i searched your name on google all ah, yeah. right and likewise <laughs> <laughs> so uh mike mike and aj this this really is 
like I said at the outset, I think it's something that is so obvious once you start talking about it, but hardly anybody is talking about it. And you guys have created not just awareness around this, but I think a very elegant solution. So if people want to find out more about, you know, this concept of the funnel hub, the shadow funnel, like what they need to be doing, how can they reach out and get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to head over to funnelhub.com, you can reach out to us there. And, you know, before we gave you some instructions about, you know, how to go about assessing your own shadow sales funnel, if anybody would like some help with that, we'd be absolutely happy to to guide you through that process. So you can connect with us over at funnelhub.com and and, uh, we'll get that process started with you. Awesome. Uh, Dean, any parting shots before we leave? No, just to say, uh, obviously, as always, awesome spending time with you. But you've actually made the, the the traumatic time of having to be with James enjoyable. So for that, I am grateful. <laughs> Don't lie. You you love the you love the intro that I gave for your two stories. You know you did. I did like the intro, but you also that put was. shadow on my two announcement stories because the <laughs> the intro outperformed the story. So I, that's not I kind my of have a problem. bittersweet feeling towards you. As always, you've tainted everything. I would just say step up your stories then if you feel like I outshadowed you. (laughs) Anyway, thank you guys. Uh, Mike and AJ, thank you guys so much for being here. Um, We appreciate you guys being fans of the show and sharing your knowledge and your wisdom with us to our fans everywhere around the world, including Zen Zhao. Thank you guys for listening today. We appreciate you. Make sure you leave us a review. Tell your friends and family about us. And we will talk to you guys next time. Later, everybody. All right, what's up, you guys? We've got a special announcement for you with Just a Tip Show going live. <laughs> Dean, you want to tell people what's going on? Yes, we're just about to begin something that we've been really excited about for some time, but have kept really secretive about. We are taking Just the Tips and incorporating a live weekly show. What? Live what? weekly show? Yes, that's <laughs> right, you guys. You heard it correctly. Just the Tips is going live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern. You guys can call in. You can deal with us and our BS and probably get some in return. We can't wait to go live with you guys. To visit us and join us on the live show, go to justatipshow.com, and we will talk with you guys there. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justatipshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to go from being a hustling entrepreneur to an effective CEO, capable of running your company without being stuck in the day-to-day, visit me for free training and resources at jamesbfreel.com. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License.